Welcome to the Marvelous Ones here on NTNRadio.com and all those other places you get your podcasts, which are growing in popularity right now. Hello there, Mr. Fernando. Are we on? Hello? 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 <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it, it is. We got to do Skype just so I can see you guys. Uh, hello there, uh, Warren. Let's not go crazy. So sorry. Hello, hello everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know if I really actually want to see you guys. Uh, but yes, that's just the way that happens. Uh, not a lot going on in the sci-fi world right now. I mean, everything that's is... a damn thing. Well, I don't know. I feel like sci-fi channel is really missing out. Because they should be showing, like, all their pandemic stuff. And being like, this is what you should do. Phil, have you not yeah. seen the commercial for the new sci-fi series? I have not. Snow- Snowpiercer. They're making a series out of that? Yes, they are. And the commercials look just, for me, look just as bad as the movie did. I did not you know, like that movie. I still I hear did did you see it, Fernando? No, it, it's it's been it's 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 like number three or five on my queued list. I've been just looking for a moment. I can go two hours ago. So I kind of liked that movie, not because I thought it was a good movie. I just liked that movie because it exposed how wrong all these people who think global warming is real, how wrong they are, and how tyrannical they are. Would you call it a guilty pleasure then? Yeah, and there are some parts of that movie that I don't know how that movie didn't catch a lot of flack from certain communities because no one saw it. I think I think that you you might be right. I think that's the only part. Like the the premise of the movie is that they have this train that touches all the continents and it goes around the world. And that's hey, hey, cool. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, spoiler alert! I haven't watched it, man. I yeah, I, I don't think that's, that's... It's only that's, six years, seven years old, so... Yeah, but I don't think... That doesn't hurt you in the movie. I mean, that's like literally the first thing they tell you. All I know is that Captain America's on a train. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, Captain America's on a train, and then in all one humanity. part, they have a riot, okay, and... In the riot, the most heard voice... Wait, listen, because I want you to listen for this part. You have to listen for this part. I saw Captain America on a train. He kicked Bucky off the side and killed his best friend. That's all I know about this movie. Okay, listen, different train. (laughs) Different train. Are we sure about that? Are we sure it's a different train? Yes. Okay. So they look very similar. No, they're not similar at all. I'm going to get that arm. But here, I'm just going to say, I want you to pay attention to there's one woman yelling, and you'll know when it gets there, because it's like a crowd of people on the train, and they're yelling and screaming, and this one woman is yelling, and to me, it's the most one of the most recent scenes I've ever seen in a movie, and it oh, caught well, no know. griff about it. I know what one you're talking about. Yes, that's going to be is gonna be the next Mrs. Phil. Phil, is it going to be the next Mrs. Phil? Yeah. You, you no, 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 no. About it could be no, the I'm, next Miss Phil. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, they all could be the next that. You know. Uh, but 
it's just, it's like, I watched it with my mouth open going, how come she, this, this movie didn't get attacked? Uh, cause it was Tina, just, I'm wow. Watch, I'm gonna watch the movie just looking for that one scene and I, I'll miss everything else. That's how you ruin it. No, you, you can't, even if you forget about this conversation, you will recognize it when you see it. When you see it, your mouth's just gonna be like, how did they get away with that? And it is, and not like in a good way, like, oh my god, that was really bad. Uh, but anyways, just like the rest of the movie, I didn't know. I didn't know they were doing a a snow pier. I'm gonna have to look for trailers for that now. Yeah, but they're there. I, and like I said, it looks just as bad as the original movie. <laughs> that sounds really horrible. So, Warren, we get it. You don't like the movie. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> it was not good at all. <laughs> Yeah, up next we'll find out Phil doesn't like redheads, but he really does. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag I really do. I'm, st- I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> um. Anyways, hey, speaking of redheads, let's talk about The Walking Dead. Whoa, where's that transition? <laughs> well, when and they cut talk- the people's scalps off and faces and off to make a mask, and you talk about me making this, and you talk about me making a hard segue. You're different though. You your segues are like a, a, a like a blunt instrument opposed to like a hack sword. I don't know. Best mine. <laughs> mine at least have an edge on them. Okay, uh, I'll give you that. I don't like giving you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so Walking Dead. Um, spoiler alert for people who who haven't seen it, right? Yeah. Um, we spent a lot of time with Daryl and Judith. Judith. Which I that was my hi- the highlight for me. Not not saying I got a little little swelled up, but I did. Maybe. Yeah. She's um, a great actress. That little kid. She's awesome. Yeah, she does pull it off. I will give you that. She pulls it, it off. That that archetype of like the little girl powerful. I, I, that strikes a nerve with me. That gets me excited in, in the movies or film, whether it's. Like the two, like uh, in Game of Thrones, or uh, what was that other Hit Girl? Um, yeah, that again, that archetype of like who you think they're like, like the little princesses, but they're full of nothing but spunk and chutzpah, and like that they'll tear sh- stuff up. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I get into that. Yeah, just the poetry of it, I suppose. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I actually enjoyed that part of it. There were some other parts. The new character they have there, Princess. I was tired of her. I'm okay. Huh? I'm okay with her. I'm okay with her. I literally was. I literally was um, sick of her when she first showed up in last week's episode. I'm way beyond. She's kind of nice. You don't like nice. She's not nice. She's crazy, oh, and she, huh? That, well, that now, now it's a different spin because she's nuts. I thought that's maybe that's what you're, you're. It's one of those things you're drawn to, but you reject on the surface to all your friends and foes. But on the inside, you know, you're down. I think you like crazy. I, I do. I don't like that particular kind of crazy. I don't mind crazy like 
like, you know, she's going to kill you crazy or like she does crazy things. But this is like crazy, like cat lady crazy. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big <laughs> cat lady crazy person. Well, she's been, her character's been alone for a year by herself. But I'm, I, I, as a, as a storytelling vehicle, her character, I like how it overlapped with uh, the three entourage ensemble they had there where she connected with Eugene in a way, she connected with the king in a way, and the contrast of more of the warrior um, uh, soldier that the other, that D'Amico or Miko plays. Um, uh, and then she's the one who ends up asking her to uh, join the group. That was, to me, that was good storytelling, so it didn't bother me, obviously, nearly as much as you. My two cents. Yeah, it just was... It just doesn't work for me. She's not like, she's just not like somebody who's like, I mean, like I literally was hoping she'd step on a mine. <laughs> well, you uh, got a sense that she'll be around for a little bit anyway. Um, I know, and that's, that like pisses me off. I can see her becoming a fan favorite, so I hate to tell you. I, the problem is, is I think she already is. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, let's let's move on to other things if that's going to be a sore spot for you. Okay. One thing that they they did touch on the it was war, more not totally but more Walking Dead ish is yeah they capitalized we already mentioned it with the relationship between Judith and um, Daryl. Then major spoiler alert if you did you watch the uh, the 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 teaser for the final episode coming out in 2024 or 28. I did not, but you can spoil oh. it. Go ahead. Oh wait, wait, was it? No, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to think now. Was it in the? Oh, I'm sorry. No, was it the very end where they brought um uh, Miss Cohen back? Miss Cohen. Yeah, Maggie. Yes, that was the very end. Okay, I wasn't sure. Now I was trying to remember if it was. The, At least I uh, think it was. Maybe I did watch either. it then. Anyway, uh, it could have been both. I can't remember. But the point is, bringing her back. As a nice little splash of what I'm trying to get at, where with Daryl and Judith, there's history because it's not just a you know well acted, well written scene and well shot, or whatever. But it takes you back to freaking five or who knows, maybe uh, seven years ago, and you're thinking back to when Judith was the character was born and um, and Daryl naming her like uh, you know a little kick ass or whatever it was, and then um, and then just because you have the sense of history, she's she. You can really start peeling layers of like this really young character where she doesn't want to lose more family. She lost her the dad she never knew. She lost Coral, and then she just had to get her home. And I, I, I think it was in the Talking Dead or somewhere it was it was touched on where the reason she didn't tell Daryl that um, that Michonne went to go find Rick was because she was worried that Daryl would go and help Michonne out, then she would totally lose the you know her closest kin. So again, good storytelling, good good writing. So I, that's where I was Walking Dead-ish, and then you bring Maggie into it, then that brings back okay. There, I, I love reunions when in, in films, um, especially the big epic ones. So, um, so that that did it for me. I enjoyed it. this episode with everything else. This this could have been the final episode for the season for me. It was good enough cliffhanger. You got the hordes coming. And then, um, you know, they, it might they, be they, anyway. Now uh, they're promising him. They're saying until next, they, they put like nothing on there besides later this year. Later yeah. this year could be freaking November to July. So yeah. So we'll, we'll see if everything gets back after our own little 
quarantine thing. Um, yeah, I have no interest in watching the Walking Dead Millennial Edition. Again, just too clean and chubby. You know, this just, just practically. You, you don't have well groomed hair. I'm, 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 I'm holding my breath here and there when I see it on the regular Walking Dead. Like the man bun didn't come into fashion on Vogue so much later. I don't like it to begin with. But then just there, you know, the curls and the haircuts. Like that's, you know, you're gonna look scraggly and you're you don't have a lot of food. You may be in good health-ish, but like 1940s World War II shape, not. You know, you, you can't be plump. You can't be plump in, 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 in the apocalypse. Fernando just doesn't want me to survive. No, I'm just saying you won't be plump or, you know, um, that I got one bullet and there's a horde coming after us. <laughs> I'm looking at your kneecap. That's all I'm saying. But aside from that, I was curious, Warren, because I, I hate leaving you out, not really, but uh, did The Walking Dead just not, it just not uh, jive for you? I think we've discussed that before. We talked about it before. I just didn't. It just never worked. I just, you know, I gave it a try, a try at the beginning, maybe okay. more more than half the season, and it just didn't work. But I do have a question okay, for you. Fair. I do have a question for you about The Walking Dead. What does The Walking sure. Dead, Game of Thrones, and Fast and Furious have in common? God, I don't want to hear a stupid joke. I don't want to. Next up, no, segue, segue. Oh, nice segue. All their walkers are dead. <sighs> you had to think about it, but you got it. <laughs> no, I didn't have to think about it at all. It just, it's like this may be the number one thud ever, I think. That's <laughs> even worse than my. Christopher Reeve, Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a dad joke. Like, he kind of is. Um, I qualify. Yeah, but that's not entertaining. <laughs> that's not it. Right, you being a dad isn't entertaining. I mean, you didn't even post videos of how it happened. <laughs> millions and millions of people will appreciate that joke around the globe. I Should they it. ever hear this episode, they will appreciate it. Um, this was the uh, only channel during the pandemic. They will not appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Warren, for forcing us into a uh, into a new 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 topic, new direction. I started watching from episode one, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Are we going to save this for maybe Picard, or are we gonna, we can we, we can open it up here? We're going to open this up here because I still feel this is a little different than what Warren wants to talk to about. Oh, talk about during Picard. Um, okay. It'll be our last episode of Picard because this is a wrap up show. So you guys hang around, listen to Picard cast after this is over. Yeah. Season finale. No, I should know. Uh, it, it'll be um, series finale, are, actually. Until for yeah, we are, yeah, we already watched the uh, – we talked about the finale last week. This week is just kind of a wrap-up of the whole series. So it, okay. it, could, be, it, it could be the series finale if uh, if Phil's paranoia comes true and, and <laughs> Sir Patrick doesn't survive uh, season two. Maybe. Which I was thinking you might be rooting for. <laughs> you never know. So I might be – I just watched the first two or three episodes of The Next Generation. A little rough. It's rough. 
And Picard comes off kind of as a jerk. I mean, Captain Kirk from day one was lovable, and every guy wanted to be him. Hell yeah. Picard comes off like... I don't know. Like, that was what? Late 80s? Early 90s. Um, yeah, have to look it up. It's right there, though. Right between right? decades. And, like, he has a therapist sitting on the bridge with him? Well, a mind reader, yeah, right? Sure. But Empath, yeah. Right? And, and like, I don't, I don't know. Well, number one is more like number two. I think the thing that throws me off the most is that in the old Star Trek, you wore a red shirt, no chance you were making it through the season. Apparently <laughs> they made it through the show. Now it's like the main characters are all wearing red shirts. It's like only Scotty survived in the red shirt. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, that, that, yeah. That may, have, that, that may have been written to counteract that, but it, it, it does make it its own show. So it's, it's, it's an absolute cut from the OG Star Trek. Um, and as far as, like, Counselor Troy, I was going to say, think of it tactically. If you could read your enemies or brand-new people or even friends' minds, um, how, how big an edge would that be in the middle of uh, in the heat of battle? Okay, I didn't realize you that. Yeah, I didn't realize she was that powerful. They get they get they get a little soft with her character here and there, but you know, again, early nineties. It, it now, really, we discussed it earlier. It'll hit its stride within two and a half to three and a half seasons in, then it then it really then it really hits its tone. So is she the woman that in Picard Riker was married to? Yes. Correct. Okay. There's a love triangle between her and Worf. In, Her, uh, Worf, and Riker? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, both the of Klingon. them dying for her attention. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Little Klingon love. I didn't know the Klingons had a little Klingon love. Good to oh, know. No, they get into that. Oh, yeah. Oh. They, they have, well, then you need... Like, it, <laughs> yeah, you need to watch Discovery if you want to see Klingon love. It was... <laughs> it was kind of crazy. <laughs> no, they have, they have right. violent love. It was kind of crazy. You really, if you, <laughs> I really enjoyed Discovery. You guys should check it out. I probably will. I most likely will. Um, I'm gonna yes. you're making me hold my tongue. I have stuff to say during our Picard edition. I'll save it. Okay. Yeah, save it for the Picard edition. I will say this, that I'm only like two episodes in, and I kind of got the warm fuzzies for Tasha Yar, the head yeah, of security. Um, don't fall in love. Well, no spoilers. Lots of guys, lots of people there. did. <laughs> don't fall in love. Yeah, don't fall in love. She's not crazy, or I, I, I don't want to say. Yeah, don't that. tell him. Don't tell him. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Oh, you're really good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good plot twists coming up that uh, you don't need. It'd be better to discover on your own than it is. I mean, she already had the first sex spot that I know about, right? I mean, she already, <laughs> two episodes in, she did it with she did it with Data. Yeah, he's fully functional. Fully <laughs> functional. I was like, get it on, sex spot lady. Yeah, um, well, I mean, so what, what is your intent? Again, I think we're spoiling Picard. What, <laughs> what is, is my intent? I can't say that on a family show. Oof. But this is a family show. <laughs> what kind of dysfunctional family have we structured? No, yep. so go on. Are you, are, you, are you looking at finishing the entire, binging the entire series? Uh, the yeah, I think I'm going to. 
Oh, wow. How, how many seasons and, was that, Warren? Like seven. Seven. Oh, wow. seven? Okay. I, I, I took a shot in the dark. Because if you remember, my recommendation was if you're going to watch any episode and the way it's set up on Netflix, the finale, uh, the series finale was a two-parter. But if you go on Netflix, it's it's one combined video. You can watch it all there. Um, yeah. So if you're going to do oh. the series, you know, do it. But if you just wanted one, I'd say go fast forward to the very last episode. Yeah, I decided uh, it's, they're not coming out with new shows. So I have to watch stuff, you know, that's out there, right? So, yeah. um, I don't know. Well, if, if anything, it'll give you a much better appreciation for Star Trek Picard, the character. Like, you'll see the big jump yeah. from the nice, again, it was the 90s, and given whatever technology and culture attitude at the time, the huge jump they took on Picard where it's a totally different flavor. And well done. So, I have, I have one question before we switch off that topic. Is... Are the movies relevant to the storyline in the TV show, or is it like the old Star Trek where the movies were just extra? Movies are relevant. Especially they are, so I have to watch them too. They that builds the upon data dies. That builds upon to where we are. Those those shows, especially the ones with the Borg, the movies with the Borg, and then the Romulans, definitely transition right into the Picard episode series we just watched. Okay. Sorry. So I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff to watch over the next couple of weeks while we're all cooped up at home. Yeah, well that's that's a good time burner. Um but yeah, again, Nemesis, the one with uh ah, his name escapes me at the moment, uh Venom Mad Max guy, uh plays Picard, which I I totally forgot about that. Uh he he nailed the job. He he just did an excellent job. But that's a bit of a spoiler for you. Tom okay. Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, thank you very much. Yeah. I, I love him when him and his brother were wrestlers. Oh, it's a different guy. <laughs> and then uh, the the Borg, the first contact with the the Borg movie that was really good too. The Borg yeah. Queen was yeah. uh, I can't remember the actress that played the Borg Queen. Wow, she pulled it off unbelievably well. Okay, yeah, making me think of when she she was uh, seducing Data. She gave him like hairs and stuff, and then blew on her hair like. Whoa, that's damn! Yeah, getting a little. That movie is really underrated, I think, as far as in the, in the Star Trek world of of movies. That one I thought was one of the better ones. Don't right. get a Snowpiercer. <laughs> Nothing's as good as Snowpiercer. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, all right, and then the uh, I had two other little things uh, to talk about, but uh, you know, I, I don't, and I don't know where you guys want to go. With, with what stuff you got to talk about. But the other thing is, is the other day, the other day, um, what does that mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. The other day, uh, uh, Honest Movie Trailers released a Birds of Prey Honest Movie Trailer. <laughs> it literally was know, better than the movie. I'm wondering if you secretly like it. You keep bringing it up. I don't know. I, I don't, but it's like, I saw that, and I, like, watched it, and I was like, man, that was actually, I would have paid six bucks for that before I'd pay to watch that other movie again. You're like the guy who, you know, the first guy who who smelt a Delta kind of situation. <laughs> that is, that's in the Bible, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's really all. I didn't know, Was is there anything you guys found interesting in the sci-fi world this this week? I didn't no. see anything, man. It was just—it's just been a 
you know, there was a couple little error-verse things, but even that stuff was kind of underwhelming. Um, you know, people are just trying to keep the word out about their shows, even though nothing's happening. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's, this is nothing new under the sun, but this is kind of different, uh, at least in this world, as far as what's going to be released, what's, you know, the content out there for anything sci-fi, capes, and superheroes. We'll, we will see. Yeah, uh, they pushed Black Widow back to November 6th, I believe. And uh, they pushed a couple other things back here. I'm going to turn some pages in my little notebook of things I wrote down, so if you hear the noise. And Floor Love and Thunder has been pushed back to 2022. Wait a minute. Um, you can read and write? Allegedly. Oh, and Morbius has been pushed back to 2021. I think I saw that too. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really basically. I mean, did you see the one headline? Um, AMC is uh, in a bit of jeopardy potentially um, going under, as in the movie theater largest movie theater chain. I did not, yeah, but no you know, we talked about that. Yeah, I, I, I said okay, last week. I don't know how some of these chains are going to survive because mm-hmm. you know their income is the popcorn and peanuts and soda. I don't remember buying peanuts, but maybe well, you know what the circus, I mean. Warren. I know, but I had to catch on it. Um, no, there's, there have been a couple articles put out, at least on the uh, film wires, uh, that AMC is they're, they're in a bit of trouble. There's a chance. There, there's at least there's now talk where there was no talk before about them actually going under. Well, yeah. going under or filing like Chapter Eleven and doing restructuring. Uh, just. The conversations begun in that in that down that road. Basically. Well, I mean, if you look at it, right? They don't own any of their own locations. I don't know. Right? I don't know the structure, man. Uh, they they rent. Well, they rent into you know they rent into these mini mall you know these mini marts and you, you know it's I don't think any of them they all rent in these industrial um, uh, commercial complexes. Right, which nobody owns their own building. That's why you go there. You just lease, you lease, you lease. Um, so they're probably just taking a beating on on the on lease money, right? You can always lay off your employees, and the candy that they buy and the popcorn they got stocked up and the soda syrup would probably last through the apocalypse. But pun intended. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, but you know, it's that I'm sure, I'm sure the bigger movie theaters. I'm just thinking of the the Regal in Manassas, Virginia, where I go to. I gotta imagine the size of that building. They're probably twenty grand a month in rent, at least. Right. So you, no matter how deep your pockets are. What does Regal have? Fifteen hundred movie theaters? Something ridiculous like that? Maybe more? Yeah. Right. I I gotta imagine they're probably burning through twenty million dollars a month in rent with no income. And you still have to right no income. You still have to have insurance. You're still paying your managers, right? You're you're paying at least one salary at each movie theater right now. <clears throat> Right. Well, and flame, flame to the fire. Once you reopen, you got no movies. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then you're looking at the prospect of when I reopen, you know, it's going to take them two months to catch up on movies. I mean, there'll be a couple. I mean, actually, as I say that, people it may not they may not need the Black Widow tenfold. They, people might just want to freaking go to the movies to go to the movies in, in droves. So. Yeah, there'll be some crappy movies to be put out there that'll get people. Like you could you could re-release uh, re-release Birds of Prey. Well, you could get some of you could get some of them doing like uh, the Alamo. You know, bringing back some of the old movies like Ghostbusters. I think they're going to have to. I think you're going to see, if movie theaters reopen, right, and I and there will be a certain amount that will, I think you're going to see a lot of, like, throwback movies, and they're going to be geared towards Gen, Gen Xers. Or you know what would be best is, while people are quarantined right now, or even through the end of time, if they want to see a great indie film, action, film noir experimental film, they can go to 2BTV, T-U-B-I TV, and watch this movie called Ever After Reloaded and click on it several times. <laughs> that, I think, is the, that, that's the best <laughs> strategy to survive. Is that, you have is that to click on it several times to get it to work, like jump starting a car because it's so old and broken? No, it's just it's something you just got to do. Everybody's uh, doing it. It's a cool thing. It's it's. Yeah. it's uh, a, cl- uh, a classic. That, is that a shameless TV. plug? I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a shameless plug. All you gotta do is click on it. It's free. You don't have to. You don't have to put a penny in. It's 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 marvelous. What what, what better can you do? The only reason I'm not gonna cut that out <laughs> is because it's free. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's free. That's totally worth it. That. Uh, and if I don't like it, you're gonna give me my money back, right? Every cent you put in. All right, right on. Um, Warren, what do, what do you got besides the shameless plug for Fernando's movie? Well, yeah, Fernando also has a, uh, a film festival that's been pushed off until the fall. I guess we could talk about that. No, I don't have anything else. It's like I said, this is this is kind of a a, a dry week for sci-fi, so uh, I don't have anything. I mean, we covered more than I expected to cover, to be honest with you. You got me a little scared now, dude, as far as if AMC comes over now, like, crap, what if the Angelica in Fairfax, where the Nova Film Festival is every year in April, but now November, starts to have the itch itself? Because the Mosaic area of the district, that's not a cheap little spot of land in Fairfax. Oh, no. I, you know, okay, it's, I think small town, you make fun of my podunk little movie theater out here that's on Main Street and that only has two theaters and is old and run down, right? But they've owned that place since probably the 50s. So it's paid for. So they're just paying, they're just paying property taxes. A place like Angelica is probably renting or paying off a mortgage, right? There's going to be, there's going to be a lot of the new theaters. I think... At the end of this, new theaters are going to be in worse shape than old theaters. Well, I think it's the, like strategy of war. You go in small, and you're more versatile. Yeah. You go in well, I mean, like, I think the drive-in theater out by me will probably be okay. The small mom-and-pop theater. But the Alamo, the AMC, Regal, 
I would say the Angelica is small, but it's probably it's probably too new to pay off have its bills paid off. Mm. Um, which I'm sure you can move your Nova Film Festival to, you know the uh, the Front Royal Cinema, whatever it is. Oh yeah, just the droves of people. <laughs> that, that doesn't. That doesn't. <laughs> Maybe if you're lucky. <laughs> well, you, know, well, you, you know what you're reminding me of. I, I'm trying to look it up. I can't find it quickly. The um, the movie Michael Keaton did about McDonald's and and the Coach Koch family or the, the one guy, freaking genius. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's not the, that's not the Koch family though. I forgot. It's something. It's some, anyway, the point is, um, you know what? Well, do you, do, uh, do you guys know what? The Mr. McDonald's owner did as far as how he created the franchise of McDonald's that it is now, the gene stroke of genius? No. Well, I mean, besides just burgers and franchising it. Oh, no. He, he, he genius. He went beyond that. When Because before he started that way, he was just, you know, franchising the name, the brand, and the, the recipes and menus, so on and so forth. But his genius was you couldn't get the franchise unless uh, you bought the land that he or you rent it, he would buy the land that you that the restaurant would be made on. Ah. So you're not only paying him for the franchise, you're paying him uh, friggin' rent. Ah. Well, that's also good too. Is if you have a crappy franchise owner and it goes belly up, you can put a new owner in. So there you go. I didn't even think about that, but again, that changed the game. It absolutely because he was going through all the struggles. He'd go to the different uh, franchises and. Yeah, they wouldn't be following any of the guidelines. They'd start selling hot dogs and fried chicken and stuff, and, and they'd they wouldn't keep the place tight. He's like, "What are you doing?" Right. So in the he was they're losing money from uh from um, rental rent uh, yeah paying rent. Hmm. I like so it. Good you, idea. Good idea. It, Anyways, we should we should probably punch out on this on this show. Uh, enough sadness for Fernando about the movie theaters and stuff. And uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, there'll be some. Hopefully, there'll be some good news. You know, like someone's developed a cure for coronavirus, or we're just gonna risk it and all go out to the movies and get drunk and go to the bars and concerts and stuff. <laughs> Do we go to the bars to watch movies, and we go to the then then we go to the movies to get drunk, or is that is that? Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> Okay. Just social interaction. We got this social ah. distancing. We need social interaction. Agreed. But until then, to be TV ever after reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> nice shameless plug. We'll be back next week. Ciao.